0: Greetings fellow travelers on the road to rock. This is the I'm in Love With That Song podcast on the Pantheon Podcast Network. And I'm your host, Brad Page. Every so often on this show, I like to stop and focus on a particular year in rock history. We've talked about 1957 and 1965. On this episode, we're going to be looking at 1971. 1971. A few years ago, author David Hepworth published a book called Never a Dull Moment, 1971, The Year That Rock Exploded. It's a great book, and it's been turned into a documentary that'll be on Apple TV. But I thought we'd take a look at it here and put our own spin on it by just looking at some of the amazing records released in 1971. So, let's climb into our Wayback Machine and take a trip back 50 years ago to the year that was 1971. We'll be right back after this. There is a common belief that the 1960s were a time of innovation and excitement, while the early 70s was just a time of hype and indulgence until punk came and swept away all the excess. But that's not the whole picture, not even close. Some of the greatest music ever made came out during 1971, starting right at the beginning in January. day dawned in January 1971. The number one album in the United States was All Things Must Pass by George Harrison. The so-called Quiet Beetle surprised everybody by releasing a three-album set that outsold both McCartney and Lennon. All Things Must Pass is his crowning achievement, featuring some of George's best playing, singing, and songwriting. It would stay at number one for seven weeks bb king released live at cook county jail one of my personal all-time favorite blues albums and Fela Kuti, who basically invented Afrobeat, released Why Black Men They Suffer. That is why black men they suffer
1: today. That is why black men they suffer today. Tell me again. That is why black men they suffer They take our culture away. That is why black men they suffer They take our riches away.
0: ZZ Top would release their first album, launching a 50 year career that continues today. Little Feet would also release their first album. January would see the release of Janis Joplin's final album, Pearl, three months after her death. Of him again. February 1971 Carol King had been writing hit songs for over 10 years but was pretty much under the radar as a solo artist until she released her second album Tapestry in February 1971 and then everything changed I feel the earth. Until then, very few albums by women hit number one. Singles, sure, but not albums. Carol wasn't a star, she hadn't even headlined her own show yet, but Tapestry would eventually hit number one and stay there for 15 weeks. By the end of the year, it had sold 5 million copies, eventually selling 25 million copies worldwide since its release. Not bad for an album that was recorded in just three five-hour sessions. So far away, doesn't anybody stay in one place anymore? It would be so fine to see your face at my door. Yes released their third album, simply titled The Yes Album, on February 19th. It was their first album with guitarist Steve Howe, who would become one of the most universally revered guitarists. On their way back from a gig in November, the band were in a car crash that fractured keyboard player Tony Kaye's foot. He's still wearing the cast on the album cover. Earth, Wind & Fire's first album, Carly Simon's first album, David Crosby's first solo album, all released in February 1971. Do you feel like a remnant of something that's past? Do you find things moving just a little too fast? March 1971. Nick Drake's second album, Brighter Later, barely made a blip when it came out in March 71. It would take 20 years for it to really be discovered. Sitting on the park bench, I live- Jethro Tull's Aqualung, Alice Cooper's Love It to Death, Humble Pie, Rock On, Leonard Cohen's Songs of Love and Hate, and Al Green Gets Next to You, all released in March 1971. March 12th and 13th, the Allman Brothers recorded two shows at the Fillmore East in New York. The album of those recordings would be released in July, and it would be a huge commercial success, and is considered one of the greatest live albums ever recorded. But before the end of the year, guitarist Dwayne Allman would be killed in a motorcycle accident. April of 1971, Gil Scott Heron went into the studio and recorded The Revolution Will Not Be Televised, a powerful piece of work and a proto-rap classic.
1: The revolution will not give your mouth sex appeal. The revolution will not get rid of the nub. The revolution will not make you look five pounds thinner because the revolution will not be televised, brother. There will be no pictures of you and Willie Mae pushing that shopping cart down the block on the dead run or trying to slide that color TV into a stolen ambulance. NBC will not be able to predict the winner at 8.32 on the court from 29 District. The revolution will not be televised.
0: The first Thin Lizzy album was released. The first Doobie Brothers album was released. And the Rolling Stones released their masterpiece, Sticky Fingers. An album as famous for the cover as for the music inside. May 1971 saw the release of Paul McCartney's Ram a somewhat underappreciated album at the time but now it's viewed as one of his best albums and it's one of my favorites Also in May 1971 was the first weather report album the first album by Bill withers Rod Stewart's every picture tells a story and one of the greatest albums ever made what's going on by Marvin gay you know we've got to find a way
1: to to ring. Ring some
0: Side. Don't punish me Sister. with brutality. Sister.
1: Talk to me. Sister. so you can see. Oh, what's, going oh, what's going on? What's going on? What's
0: going on? Yeah,
1: what's going on? June
0: 1971. Emerson Lake and Palmer release Tarkus. Todd Rundgren and Steven Stills release their second solo albums. The first Glastonbury Festival takes place in England, featuring David Bowie. And in New York, the Fillmore East closes its doors with one final show by the Allman Brothers. And Joni Mitchell releases Blue, what many consider to be her masterpiece. Choose her a name she will answer to. Call her green, and the winters cannot fade her. Call her green, for the children who've made her little green. Be a gypsy dancer. In July... Jim Morrison died at age 27, the same age as Jimi Hendrix and Janis Joplin, who died the year before, and established the myth of the 27 Club, the most deadly age to be a musician. It's not true, of course, but one thing their deaths did prove is that a rock star didn't necessarily have to be alive to sell records. Now there was an industry that could continue to turn a profit. But as far as great music from the living, well, take your pick. You like hard rock? Here's Deep Purple's Fireball. You like metal? How about Masters of Reality by Black Sabbath? Prog rock? Check out Gentle Giants Acquiring the Taste. And if you like funk? Well, Funkadelic released Maggot Brain, featuring Eddie Hazel's 10-minute guitar Tour de Force. In August, George Harrison gathered a bunch of his friends, including Eric Clapton, Ringo, and Bob Dylan, for the Concert for Bangladesh, and invented what we know today as the large-scale benefit concert. Live Aid, no nukes, Farm Aid, the Concert for New York, the Concert for Bangladesh is where it all started. George Harrison, the youngest and most overlooked Beatle, had done something that no one else had ever done before. Isaac Hayes issues the soundtrack to Shaft. James Brown hits the charts with Hot Pants. And the Who release Who's Next? For My Money, one of the greatest albums of all time. Teenage <laughs> September 1971 would see the release of Santana 3, Street Corner Talkin' by Savoy Brown, that's one of my personal favorites, Free Live by Free, and Electric Warrior by T Rex. And there's one other album from September 1971 that you may have heard of, John Lennon's Imagine.
1: You may say
0: We'll be right back after this message. The first day of October 71 saw the release of Cat Stevens' Teaser and the Fire Cat. Moonshadow, Peace Train, Morning Is Broken, they're all on that album. On the last day of October we got Tupelo Honey by Van Morrison and Roots by Curtis Mayfield. There was Pawn Hearts by Van de Graaff Generator, a lost prog rock classic. And October 31st also brought us Pink Floyd's Medal. November it is hard to even imagine a month like November 1971 Elton John released Mad Men Across the Water Genesis had nursery crime Laura Nero's gonna take a miracle there was Alice Cooper's killer Grand Funk Railroads e Pluribus funk the first album by Nazareth and traffic's low spark of high-heeled boys and not all. There was Nilsen Schmilson by Harry Nilsen, Bonnie Raitt's first album, Billy Joel's first album, Sweet's first album, Black Moses by Isaac Hayes, The Kinks' Muswell Hillbillies, and Sly and the Family Stones, there's a riot going on. With primitive drum machines and a dark, murky sound, Sly Stone created an album unlike anything that had come before and is still hugely influential.
1: Just loves to learn. And I, another child grows up to be somebody you just loved, burn
0: And it doesn't stop there. The Mahavishnu Orchestra released The Inner Mounting Flame, probably the definitive jazz rock fusion album. Yes had already scored one brilliant album earlier in the year. Now they top it with their second great record, Fragile. And humble pie release Rockin' the Fillmore, another all-time great live album. We uh, we go home on Monday, but want to tell you we're not out a gas this time. It's really been a gas. <laughs> haven't even gotten to the biggest album of the month. Led Zeppelin released an album with no title, without their name anywhere on the cover, not even a catalog number on the spine. The record company thought it would be career suicide, but it would eventually sell 37 million copies. We know the album as Led Zeppelin 4, released in November 1971. After the onslaught of amazing records in November, December 71 was comparatively quiet, but it did give us the live album from the Concert for Bangladesh, and David Bowie released Hunky Dory, which I think is one of his top five albums. And these children that you spit on Wednesday
1: Try to change their worlds Are immune to your consultation. They're quite aware of what they're going through.
0: Badfinger released Straight Up, a nearly perfect album. And to ring out the year, John Lennon released Happy Christmas, War Is Over.
1: So this is Christmas. And what have you done? Another year over And you won't just be gone And so this is
0: So there are just some of the major releases in 1971. Was 71 the greatest year in rock? It's certainly hard to beat that lineup of great records. We've covered 1957 and 1965 on this show before, and there are other years to look at in future episodes. But there's no doubt 1971 was a milestone in rock history this was only just scratching the surface of this incredible year in music. There's so much more to talk about from this period, I highly recommend that book. Again, it's called Never a Dull Moment, 1971, The Year That Rock Exploded by David Hepworth. If you're an Apple TV subscriber, you can watch that new documentary of the same name. It'll be available on May 21st, 2021. If you're like me and you don't have an Apple TV subscription, we're just going to have to find another way to watch this show. I can't wait to see it. I was only seven years old in 1971, too young to care much about music yet. So though I was technically there, it all went over my head. How about you? Were you there in 1971? If you're younger, what's your perspective looking back on it? What do you think were the greatest years in rock history? Share your thoughts on our Facebook page. Just look for the I'm in Love With That Song podcast or on our website, lovethatsongpodcast.com. We will be back with another new episode in two weeks. On behalf of everyone on the Pantheon Podcast Network, I thank you all for listening and for supporting our shows. Now, go pick out one of these albums and listen to it from start to finish and lose yourself in some of the amazing music from 1971.